it starts with one I don't know why it doesn't even matter how hard you try keep that in mind all right welcome to episode 52 of tell me where to turn things got a little waylaid at the last minute tonight yeah just a two-man operation this week yeah and we're running late even as never really got a reason why it's a two-man operation either got the very blunt but just the i couldn't do it this is i will not be there yeah with no explanation (laughs) (laughs) of course speaking of at point break underscore dave yeah you can find me on twitter tommy two underscore zero and me at glenn three underscore eleven and you can find the show at where to turn pod so should we get to the big news of the day which big news of the day do we get to, well, to be honest with you? Today has been a monumental day. I agree. Um, I think the for me the big news today is that the juice is loose. <laughs> let's let's start there. I didn't get to watch um, any of it. I heard some of it on bad radio when they would yeah. cut into it. But I think he I, was being a little cocky in there, it sounded like. I think he is. I think but he you knows. Think he's 70 years old. He's one or two people away from being back out of jail is that a time in fact if there's ever a time to show some humility that's it right yeah but i think he's also he's 70 years old he's a former professional athlete he's still wealthy because of his nfl pension but he, doesn't all that he go to killed the two people and got away with it that's a good point so i think there's a lot that now i don't want to say that i agree with every keeps him confident i don't want to say i agree with everything oj's done in his life because i don't I don't feel like that's a polarizing stance. But one thing I do agree with him on is uh, pretty much he said the only reason he even wants to get out of jail is so he can play more golf. And I got to say, I agree with him. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't have a whole lot of time left, probably. You think he's going to see 80? I'm going to bet against it. There's nothing about him that's in – he doesn't have any, like – he doesn't have any chronic disease or anything. Um. Well, I mean, physically, just from playing football, there's also the thought that – what has caused a lot of his domestic violence behavior and, you know, the murders may have been CTE. Yes. Uh, You mean the murders that he was never convicted of? That's true. Not in a criminal court. Found liable in a civil court. Yeah, but that's not a, that's not criminal. Have you ever watched that deposition? His deposition testimony in the civil trial? No. You want to talk about a bunch of just meandering nonsense. Out of him? Yes, just contradicting himself and not making sense. And, oh, I thought you said this. Um, I mean, he did it, but we all know that. (laughs) Okay, you step out on a ledge by yourself there. But, um, oh my gosh, we just got a two RBI single from Chin Choo Choo. Maybe just one. No, two. It's a nice score. Um... So, but uh, I'm still surprised at how much people are completely triggered by anything OJ related, even yeah. now. Was people like probably a little bit, well, probably like our age and a little bit older, man. Yeah. That was like a uh, seminal or is but, it seminal yeah. moment for them growing up. It was for me because it was almost on my birthday. But. but for what he did, and he was sentenced to for that issue mm-hmm. in Nevada, doing nine years probably pretty fair or more time than but i feel like that's like the uh makeup call and sports you don't, you don't get to do that is unwritten rule of because justice. like he said today i don't even know why i was in jail i was just getting my stuff back it's my stuff yeah we well we won't dig into the, all the legalities i don't well think, no I, I didn't uh, i didn't prep to do a to do an oj show but 
you know, as we've done before on this show, was that the biggest thing that happened today? Or would one Chester Bennington have something to say about that? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Mr. Bennington. I think that was that was the biggest news of the day and the saddest news by far. So, you, well, yeah, you were. I, I heard you were out dancing in the streets on the OJ news. So, <laughs> I, I, it's entertaining to have him back in society. So, so I don't. First of all, this is going to come as a big shock to you, but I hate Lincoln Park. Okay, so let's let's start there. So, but let's not talk about as of today. Let's go back to let's say between the years of like 2000 and 2005. What yeah. was your what was your take in the Jinko days? I was much more on board then. Okay, much more I board. think that's more the relevant discussion. I wouldn't say though that they they really moved the needle for me. I mean, like yeah, when they would mm. play their songs on the edge, I wouldn't turn the channel. Yeah, but I never I never saw them perform. And I know that what's funny is they were they're coming they were coming through town. I guess maybe they still next will. month. Yeah. Uh, oh man, we almost had a. I'm pretty sure they're not going to play that show. There. Apparently, from some of the research I did before the show tonight, they play shows without him and have played shows without him. Like that's not necessarily. Well, I mean, he's not the deal breaker for that thing. You got half the vocals covered. I just, I guess you just get any, you just roll anybody out there. You, you just some, call in Deekman from the get bullpen. Some, get some. What what is uh what did Journey do? They just get some uh, Chinese to. <laughs> I think he's Filipino. Oh, Filipino. Yeah, yeah, get some Filipino to come in there. The Filipino Chester Bennington. So and so you were a fan, but just a big enough fan that. You would tolerate it. Let's put it this way, yeah. I couldn't have told you if you'd have asked me this morning, if you'd have just called me this first thing this morning, like you normally do on my way to work and yeah. say, Tommy, who's the lead singer at Lincoln Park? I couldn't have told you. Oh, okay. I mean it it clicked when they said Chester Bennington. I was yeah. like, Ah, that's the Lincoln Park guy, maybe you know, but it wasn't a... I I was uh I was a, a fan but not huge mm-hmm. and really it didn't extend beyond probably their second album. So probably by oh four oh five I was pretty much out because they made a pretty dramatic turn as far as their their music after like album number two it got mm-hmm. much more mainstream and mm-hmm. kind of uh, their most recent album I haven't listened to one second of it but it's apparently a just a pop music album. So when was the last time they put out a new album? Was that they they, they had one that just came out? One that, so that was yeah. what this tour was about. Though. Yeah, interesting. And I I did see them I, once. I didn't even know they. I I mean again until this morning I didn't even know they were yeah. still together. Um, I did see them once in '03 at uh, Texas Stadium, and they were really headlining or playing. No, in they support were supporting, and uh, they were really good in person. I will give them that. Interesting. Um. You know, they're part of that whole rap, rock, rap, metal phase that we had there for about six, eight, ten years or so. But they, I think they were... I like mean, Limp Bizkit? Yeah, but I think they're in a slightly different class. I mean, their music was a little... I don't know. Had a little more to it, lyrically. It wasn't just songs well, about apparently bre- so, breaking because things everybody's or tweeting dogs. lyrics now. <laughs> well... I think that's kind of a bit. I need to go in there and see how I can uh, block that on my Twitter feed. Yeah. And then I did see something that uh, I'm trying to think. I think it was Austin that tweeted it out. It was a screenshot of somebody who tweeted this tribute to Chester Bennington and then had the lyrics of an Incubus song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is my favorite LP song. It's got I, could the tell you, I could tell you the name of the lead singer of Incubus, though. Mm. Brandon Boyd. Wow. Very yeah. good. There we very go. Good. 
Another band that was probably out after like album number two. Yeah, somebody that lives in this house not named uh, Tommy thinks he's dreamy. Uh, well, he's. I think he he's handsome. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that. Yeah. They have too much music that just seems like they were just out barefoot on the beach by a fire smoking eh. something. Yeah, they might have been smoking something. I think that I think drugs were a big factor for them. Yeah, I feel like at once we rolled over to the new century, I think they lost a lot of their edge. So did you read any of the late breaking reports on Chester? Because uh, it got a little creepier, I guess, as the day went on because Apparently today, July 20th, is Chris Cornell's yeah. birthday. And they were, I guess they were really close. I didn't know that either. But but then I had read something, I didn't ever get a chance to verify it, so I may be spreading fake news right now, is that he eh. actually killed himself. In the same way? No, well, in the same way, but also at the uh, venue or theater or something where Chris Cornell played the last time he was there. So did you catch that? I thought they just found him at his house. Okay, well, do a little quick research on the Google okay. machine. But I mean, I, th- I think he was a guy that struggled with depression and various kinds of substance abuse over the years. And maybe the Cornell thing was just kind of a tipping point. I mean, if you're that bad off and you have that, if you want to call it a disease, it probably doesn't take much it you know to push you over the edge yeah well it looks like it looks like that is not that is fake news but he did hang himself yeah he did yeah chris cornell strangled himself or hung himself um i think he technically strangled i guess, you, I guess you're himself. strangled either way but yeah. to me Hanging involves dangling from the ceiling, and I believe yeah. Cornell was seated on the ground. He was using correct. like a resistance band. Yeah, he was doing the... Uh, well, he, you haven't watched The Wire yet, but... No, that he slung over something and just whatever. Just watch out for that later. He wasn't hanging from a ceiling fan like Tony Dungy's son was. Whoa. Did that really happen? Yeah, I think that was like a 10-year-old reference, but... Ooh. Indeed. I always wondered about that. Like, could a ceiling fan? I guess if you hung yourself to the middle of it, it would. I recently you. replaced that fan that's right above us. I would not try to hang yourself from that fan. <laughs> Should I even sit under it? You may die, but it's gonna be because the fan <laughs> fell on you. <laughs> it ain't oh. gonna be because you uh, asphyxiated from hanging from it. Indeed. I've always thought that uh, if um, that <laughs> I don't know, boy. I don't want to get too. I don't want to get too dark, but I, I just feel like that would be one of the worst. Like if you if you got to the point where that needed to happen, that would I be can't like imagine the, being one of the worst ways to do it. Dark of a place, yeah. So that's why you know I could see if you know, God forbid, you know, you lost your whole family in like, like an accident, if, or, or like something. if Nelson Cruz drops the World Series winning catch. Well, it just gave you diarrhea. It did. It made me almost fight an entire <laughs> row of Cardinals fans, and it gave you diarrhea. <laughs> But like, if you lost a bunch of family members in an accident or something, I mean, I, there's there'd be a that would be a grieving process. Oh, that would be a different process for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, absent something like that, I, me personally, I can't imagine being in a mental state or such a place that you would consider that. But yeah. I mean, there are plenty of people that are. Yeah, depression's a weird thing though because it, you can't 
understand it unless you've been through it and it's real easy like i think it's hard to detect a lot yeah of and it's but it's real easy for people that aren't depressed to be like oh well they just need to get more friends or go outside more or whatever yeah. but it's not like that like it's it's uh you can't understand it unless it happens to you it's that it's that strange it's like the people that some people don't have money or a lot and some people do and they the people that have a lot of money just say why don't you just go to the ATM and just punch in a Pretty number much. Just, yeah well, that's what I've heard you say that it just gives before. me gives me whatever number I put in there you I tell that to people before you say well just go to the bank and get more money like well, I do or write a check for it like I do we all talk to the homeless in different ways I don't talk to the homeless yeah you know the last thing about Lincoln Park that I, I guess I'll offer is uh <coughs> you know that's what they're raising money for at the black awareness rally they had to rebuild Lincoln Park. Oh, that's right. And then What's-His-Face donated a piece of chicken. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> did you know, I'm going to really freestyle here for a minute, so this, uh -oh. may, be, this may be dangerous. Did you, did you, you didn't listen to Serial. No, I did not. Okay, so where they were, and I believe it's in New Jersey, there was a park called Lincoln Park where that was famous for where they would leave dead bodies after gang hits or mob hits and stuff but they're, they're like this park was famous in that part of jersey because bodies would turn up there all the time like it was just a place yeah. where bad things happen and i kind of wonder if that's not where that name was inspired from more so than uh even though they spelled it differently black awareness rally because they they spelled it more like so you're saying like than they two did. chains because he spells it with a z is not inspired by chain is that a bad one i don't know i was trying i don't I think it's I don't even know what a relevant I'm comparison. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah, I don't know either. Pro I think we should move on. Yeah. We see what's on, on TV right now, don't you? Live coverage of the World Series final table. Um, is your We're not going to see our friend here, are we? No, but boy, how cool would that have been? Did he make it to like day three? <laughs> he made it to day two. Okay. And he made it to day two in it's great... Not bad. He made it to day two in really good shape. In fact, he had one of the bigger... Not one of the bigger, but he had a well above average chip stack going into day two and then things just completely fell apart for him which will happen yeah bad luck just just a just a disaster of a situation but if <coughs> excuse me if you think about that was 12 11 days ago they've been playing the same tournament all this time and we're just now down to the top eight and they'll and they won't finish tonight they'll finish tomorrow yeah Oh, this is live. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so they did a new thing this year where they showed the whole thing live. That guy has 112 million in That's chips. right. That's right. <laughs> That's so idiocracy. That's so idiocracy. Just to give you some context, you start with 50,000, and our yeah. friend had 135,000 after the end of the first day. Yeah. Uh, and then had zero after the... But then now he has nothing. His watch has ended. His watch has ended. Man, there we have some funny stories from Vegas, but i got to wait for Dave to get here. But uh, half of them come from yeah, he's the, be the here. family dinner we had. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you one story from the family dinner not involving Dave because the one involving Dave trumps anything else that happened. But, um, but this guy, the guy that's playing in the, in the main event. So we go to this, this restaurant, and it's very nice. And like we knew going in, it was very nice. So there's, <laughs> there's a whole funny story about Dave that I, I, I don't want to spoil that story. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about the really fancy restaurant where – the waiter suddenly seems like incapable of splitting a check like that that's the most foreign concept ever introduced by mankind okay and i'm kind of thinking to myself like 
hey, they do this at TGI Fridays just fine. They don't they don't seem phased by this at all. But there was there was I believe twelve or fourteen in our party. So here's the here's the funny thing. So this guy, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the guy that uh, is is played in the World Series of Poker. He um, he fancies himself as a bit more of a connoisseur than Tommy 2.0 does. Okay. So he decides he's going to order some wine with dinner. So remember, we're in a party of twelve, and uh, and he actually called that restaurant has the sommelier or a Somalian, one of the two. I think it's a sommelier. I think it's a sommelier. Okay. Uh, he calls him over, and they they you know look through this wine list and talk about whatever, and then the guy brings the brings the bottle of wine out. Um, Pours it a little bit, have him taste it, make sure it's right. You know, presents him with the cork, which I guess is something you do. Well, then the sommelier takes it upon himself. So this, remember, you know this guy, so he's already runs hot, anyways. You know, he oh yeah, he, yeah he's yeah, got yeah, a little yeah. bit of a tipper on him. He uh, he pours the wine in his cup, and then he just starts going down the table and filling up every wine glass. Well, my friend had ordered it for him and his wife. Like he didn't, he wasn't buying this, you uh, know, okay, okay. multiple hundred dollar life. So he gets mad, he gets like legit hot he's like what are you doing like screaming at the somalia is he's like on his third glass of wine that he's filling up for everybody else sitting at the table it was so great he couldn't so great is it that big of a deal he couldn't just take it out of the other glass and then because whoever they're pouring it for that didn't oh want yeah it, everybody will, it anyway. yeah everybody except uh one person on our party who may or may not be my mother she was <laughs> like hey i'm just gonna drink it <laughs> No big deal. Oh, it was funny though. It was funny, but yeah. Then at the end of the at the end of the meal, the the waiter was kind of down at my end of the table, and I said, I said, you know, we'll, we'll you know, we were like kind of sitting in couples, and I said, we're all going to be, you know, separate in the couples, and he was just like, well, I mean, it's going to take me forty five minutes to be able to get your check ready, oh, and I called his bluff. I was like, that's fine. We'll we'll sit here. It's yeah. okay. Because yeah. I mean, I'm world, figuring, Vegas. I'm figuring with twelve people, I mean, we were probably looking at close to a two thousand dollar check. And maybe more. And ain't nobody putting that on their credit card and wow. getting Yeah, you're breaking that check up, so Man. Yeah, somebody that uh somebody somebody that lives in this house was ordering Moscow mules at eighteen dollars a pull. I have no doubt. <laughs> um so you want to talk about my... I, I was on vacation last week. I never take vacations. Did you... Did, yeah, well, But I took one last week. It's weird for you to ever even be gone. I know. I mean, do you ever even leave your house? Not really. Were you anywhere that they served $18 Moscow mules? No, there's no way. They <laughs> Were you anywhere where they knew what it was? They only they only served Coors Original where I was at. Where were you? I was in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. Okay. Never so, been there? That's pretty backwoodsy though, isn't it? Uh, eh, kind of in ways, yes, in ways, no. Uh, it's family vacation with my wife's family. We go somewhere different every summer. So you take a vacation with your wife's family every summer? Every summer. We take a week to go somewhere. I wonder somewhere. you have a complicated relationship. It is complicated. Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, so I'll tell you just a few of the highlights. One thing I know you'll enjoy. This was a... a there weren't any highlights. So <laughs> yeah, the end. Yeah. We'll see you next week when Dave's back. Um, so we get there. Wife comes and uh, picks me up at the airport. And we're driving back to the whatever condo that we're staying at and uh we turn on the street that we're where the, the place is at and i see something in the distance that looks very inspiring and familiar right down the road from us is a nascar cafe 
Whoa. Like a NASCAR-themed yeah, sports bar. They used to have one of those out front of the Sahara in Las Vegas before the Sahara went out of business. Been there and rode the NASCAR roller coaster yeah. ride several yeah. times. Stay hard, Sahara. Yeah, well, stay hard, NASCAR Cafe. Oh, no. And this place had, like, the building. Whoever built this obviously went broke. Not only because it probably didn't get a lot of business, I would assume. Ken Trader. But yeah, he ran it right into the wall. <laughs> he ran the whole restaurant into the ground. But the building was like the fa- the facade of the building resembled different tracks. Like part of it would would look like what the outside of like what Daytona looks like, or what Michigan or Bristol looks like, and it had like the names of different tracks on the outside. Okay. But I think this place is open, and I'm all excited, and I even have her pull in there, because I'm like, I'm just going to go look inside this place, because I'm going to be here at least once <laughs> per day while we're here. set up my office right here. We get a little closer to it and pull in, and we notice that part of the sign, the marquee or, you know, whatever, like one of the letters seems to be kind of missing, and as we pull in the driveway, we notice that there are no cars in the parking lot, and there are no lights on inside, and... This place has been closed for quite some time. Oh, so so that, that's a good trivia question, though. Are there any of those that are still open? Or is that whole did that whole concept die? I think the whole thing died. The only other thing I saw was other, uh, close to us. I can't remember if we have a lot of these here, but I saw a couple of Quaker steak and lubes. I think we had those, and then they all went out of business. Which because is really... The- confusing concept yeah, as we, well. We've encountered those on some of our baseball trips before. I actually encountered one in Canada. And uh, so those are just restaurants, right? They're like just you, wing restaurants. You don't roll in and order some wings and say, I want the synthetic oil. Yeah. That's not the bit. You don't go for the high mileage in there. No. I, I really don't understand what the lube... Well, I mean, I understand what lube is for yeah. normally, but uh, not in the context of that restaurant. Have you seen the commercials recently... I guess it's new advanced products that I, I guess it's synthetic oil that'll last like ten thousand miles, and the whole their whole like slogan is "Don't change your oil." Does that commercial also have a mini Kevin Harvick standing on top of an engine? <laughs> I can't remember. I if think it does, does or not. It, yeah, it's the one year oil, the mobile might. one synthetic yeah. one year. Yeah, don't change oil for one year. Tell Super, me, you tell me you bought that? No, I did not. Okay, I, I I had my I had my doubts when I when I saw that. So. But maybe in a future episode, you can give us a full breakdown and analysis on one-year oil. No, I'm not going for one-year oil. Oh, okay. I can't commit to anything that long when it comes to a car. I mean, think about if you anything. wrecked your car like two months in, how pissed off you'd be. <laughs> I want I 10, 10 months, months of oil, oil left. Like, how are you going to get that back? So, uh, other things. I went to a, a minor league baseball game near us. And went to my first game, professional, I mean, you know, minor league, we'll call that professional, they're getting paid. We left, as in me, the wife, and the kids. And this was, this was like affiliated with the pro team? It's the Cubs double A team. Oh, okay. It was Wilson Contreras bobblehead night. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't get one, but. Interesting. Um, we had to leave, me and the wife and the kids, because it was getting too late, they needed to go to bed. We had finished the 12th inning, scoreless tie. After twelve, wow, the game went. What a, so was it a was it an offensive futility or was it a it was wizardry pitching? I think it was more offensive futility, but then that was combined with like two or three like games run saving and game saving diving catches 
in the latter innings and one in extra innings that I saw. Really? It didn't, the game ended up going 16 innings. It was a one to nothing final. So why didn't you guys stick it out? Uh, little kids got to go to bed. They were starting to get a little... I wanted to launch them into a river, so we took them home instead. But um, one other part that you'll enjoy, great a great bit this ballpark had. Anytime there was a really good play, or even if there was you know like a swinging strike three or something, right? They would play the Ric Flair woo, woo! over the PA, <laughs> and like they not many of the fans were doing it at the beginning, but towards the end of the game because we had a group of. I don't know how many on this vacation. We're staying in all different like condos and rooms. So, and stuff. so the place you were staying was just your family. Well, I mean, it was us and my wife's parents, my wife, both my wife's sisters, all their kids and husbands. We're all in and all the that. same house that you were in. Well, it's like a resort, so we all had different rooms. So you had your own room, then. Yeah. Okay. But we're all at the game, so there's a group of however many that is, fifteen. Let's just say that. And towards the end of the game, we're all starting to get. Well, a couple of them, not me, had had a couple too many. Well, they cut you off at the seventh inning, though. You had five extra well, innings to My father-in-law drive. was rolling hard. Oh, man. yeah? He didn't even drive home. Nine-inning challenge? Yeah, oh, no. Just no, without the hot dogs. Um, he didn't want anything to get in the way of his buzz. But towards the end, uh, towards the, the latter innings that I was there, we were getting the woo stuff going big time. Oh, really? Like every time they would do it, Did he even know what it. it's from? No, he was just doing it because me and my brother-in-law were doing it. And we were just doing like over and over, like after every play. And we had – there was a guy who on the other team that struck out and didn't like the called strike three and turned around and then like took his bat and then just slammed it down <laughs> on the ground. Woo! <laughs> well, of course that. <laughs> then he looked uh, surprised that he got ejected from the game. I'm like, what are you, what are you thinking? So, of course, he was right in front of us. We were on by the visitors' dugout, so there was plenty of heckling and Ric Flair directed, <laughs> directed his way. So that was, uh, so that was fun. So, but otherwise, it was um, probably more of an outdoorsy type vacation so what kind of outdoorsy stuff we talking about no camping somebody already asked me that today when i was telling them about my vacation so you were in a you were in a traditional classic bed the whole yes you kidding me i don't camp yeah i don't either but there was there was hiking there was a little white water rafting now like a a friend of ours who enjoys corn dogs did you cope with a mysterious hiking injury on this trip no because i get more than a half hour (laughs) of exercise during the course of the year uh, little whitewater rafting, which is fun. Uh, a couple days. So is this is when you do like whitewater rafting. Is that like guide driven or do you yeah. guys? Okay. No, it's it's with a guide, and it's like this was father in law doesn't just be like, hey, here, watch this. No, hold my beer. This wasn't extreme, but I mean, you had to be like nine or ten years old it was like the minimum age to be able to do it. But there was like they tell you when when you start off like. I don't know if you've done that before, but they no, tell you like I, I I don't know if I have much desire to either. It's it's fun. It's not they tell you like, hey, when you get in here, sit on this part of the raft and you have to like kinda lock your feet in. Right. So when you bounce or, you know, whatever that you don't bounce out because and there's a bunch of different companies that do the tours. So and they're spaced out, so you're mm-hmm. not running into anybody. But there was one raft in front of us that went through some of the, you know, rapids or whatever and uh yeah, sure enough, the thing bounced, and a guy was just kind of sitting there, didn't have his feet like locked into the side, 
and he just bounced and just bounced like straight up in the air and into the water. Oh no! And they had just had, they had to reach out and just pull him back in. It's not like it's not like may he, he rest in peace or did he, <laughs> yeah, he made it? He, he, I was gonna make a unfortunate joke there, but um, what that he was uh, attended a Lake Park concert today. <laughs> he hung on and he was able to be rescued before but he it, lost it all. It, but in the end, did it really matter? Man. Um, he was about to break, but they got him <laughs> back in just in time. And uh, But it's not like when you... It's not like in a movie when somebody gets knocked out of one of those and they're just rushing down the rapids. He's just, just kind of hanging out. Running into rocks yeah. and everything. The one thing they do tell you, though, is if if you do get knocked out of the boat, fall out of the boat anywhere at all, right? whatever you do... Do not stand up. Don't stand up in the water. Don't stand up in the water. Because why? Because that's the leading cause of fatalities on those, is you stand up and your foot gets wedged in between like rocks on the bed. Okay. Now, this is different if you're in two feet of water. This is more like you're in, you're, it's deep, but maybe it's above your head, maybe it's not, you know, whatever. But they tell you if you get knocked out to like stay on your back with like your legs up or on your stomach and swim toward the raft. Because if if you're if you stand up and say you go to stand up and you go to the bottom and your foot gets stuck and the water's like a foot above your head and you can't well that makes things get your tricky. foot out yeah you don't you don't come home you don't finish the that's tour. when you really are about to break yes I'm out of references off the <laughs> I know, top of my I'm, head <laughs> we have to we have to like pause the show here yeah go through the catalog come back better jokes so <laughs> did that. Tube the river a couple times, but you never, you never uh, were jettisoned from no. the boat. No, no. And how many people were in the raft when you were doing it? Uh, I think there was six of us, including the guide. Yeah. So that's fun. So is that a beaten existence to be the Tennessee raft guide, or did he I seem mean, like he was it was a she? She was quite good. All right, good at her job. Yeah, things looking okay there. Are you? Are holding, you holding together? All right. Uh, Taylor seems to be doing just fine. Okay. Oh, Taylor. Interesting. <laughs> she you know, is, I used to... She's a fine job. I used to work with a, a lady that was just, I mean, just a miserable human being. Uh, I mean, hate it, like, always upset. She was my boss for a while. Horrible person. If you're listening, I mean, no offense. Yeah. But she... Um, w- was pretty high up. You know, probably making pretty good money. One day, just like literally, quit, sold her house, and went to be a raft guide in Colorado. Really? Yeah. And what's funny is, I don't know if she was very outdoorsy. Yeah. But she's still doing it. And this was like ten years ago. She's still doing it. It never came back. Just, just, just said, "Screw I mean, corporate we, America. I'm going talked, to, to be a raft guide." We talked to some of the, a couple of the guides there. Um, because you can't you can't do that year round. I mean, there are from from like I think it's late September, beginning of October until like April or May. It's too cold. Cl- yeah, or so there's only about a four or five month period of time that they're doing this. So we talked to them about what else they do, and they, these two were both they did this, and then they bartended at a place, and they just have different. They have like two or three gigs. It's a pretty cool existence, though. But bartender and that—I mean, as long as they you know make ends meet, they're all within. <laughs> I mean, I didn't ask, but my guess is they're probably all on that kind of 
21 to 28 age demographic. They're probably they're probably not tied down by the things that we're tied down by yeah. and, and regret every day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not every day, just more uh, like every hour of every day, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, hey. Seems like a lot of work though. I don't think I want to do it either. The guide thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's something there's something interesting about just I think the thing that ultimately realizes you can never do it is that it, you just can't make any money. Yeah. But something interesting about just going and doing something just real, like off the wall like that and just But if you're 23, that's not a big yeah, it's not a huge. They're not step. as worried about like uh, no. making sure that the Roth IRAs being funded and everything. No, and if you don't have any other mouths to feed other than your own, and if say you're getting out of college, you're used to just living on like stale Cheerios and you know skim milk for yeah. your diet, you're okay kind of living by the mar- on the margin. Yeah. So, um, so other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. So did you? Uh, because your wife was there longer than you were. I mean, was that just a couple days? I mean, that's a long, <laughs> that's a long time to be gone. Was that too long? Was there a point where it was little, little, little much for me? Well, just to be with the in-laws for that long, I guess. Oh, no, 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 no. It was. It's all good. No, it's okay. fine. We we don't have any of those. <coughs> uh, I don't have any of those issues with them as far as like not getting along or not seeing eye to eye on things. I mean, but I also... Do you guys get some good Trump talk in there? No, but see, that's the thing, is that kind of stuff doesn't come up very often, and I pretty much just steer clear of certain things. Because I I think we do have far differing opinions on certain issues, but what's the point? What's the point of... I mean, you got to kill a week. you got to talk about something. Nah. Let's talk about baseball. Let's go tube the river again. Funny. That's what I wanted to. That's mainly what I wanted to talk about. But a successful, successful vacation. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad you're back. And so, and on the next episode, we'll we'll get a little bit more into our trip because there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of funny moments. But I think uh, Point Break Dave being here would be yeah, it would be a disservice to get into it without Point Break Dave being present. So speaking of the next episode, um. I think in the last episode I, I talked about mainly what I was doing while my family had been gone was just sitting around watching Game of Thrones. I finally got caught up like two days ago. So as we head into the next episode, it means between now and our next recording that I will I will begin to start watching The Wire. So that can become a topic of conversation. That'd be great. Moving forward. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to try to keep up a pretty good pace on that. But I'm not going to promise anything. No, I think once you get started, you're going to find yourself uh, blasting through it pretty fast. I'm just going to try to take the under on the <laughs> six-month Friday Night Lights pace. That's that's my only goal. Hey, it's like a fine wine. It has to be enjoyed slowly. Coach Taylor. So the other thing that I did uh, last weekend when I was family-free after I got back was I made a, a couple of uh, one-man journeys out to the dirt track. I know. I wish I could have joined you for one of those. It's hot, though, man. I, oh, it was... Yeah. It was I mean, really you bad. Gotta, you got to have some fortitude to, to put up with that. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it's hot. So last Friday, I went out to... I'll tell you how hot it is. 
My tea time tomorrow is 6.30 in the morning. That's how hot it is. And you'll be at work at 8, ready uh, to go? I'm going to get I'm gonna get 9 in, and I'll be at work by 8.30, yeah. Man, what yeah. a life. Yeah. Wow. So I went out to Crandall, the dirt, oh, RP, yes. RPM Speedway. RPM Speedway. I know, I know it well. The drag strip's not there anymore. No, the, uh, gosh. They completely just yeah. demolished. In fact, after we talk dirt track, I've got a drag strip. There's some drag strip drama going on this week that you might find pretty interesting. Okay. So this is just real quick. This is more my trip out there, and it's a lesson to not trust your GPS. Okay. I'd been out to this place before, but it, it's been, in, it, I think it'd been five years since I had gone. And the track actually closed down for like two or three years, and they reopened it last year. It's a very common common thing with racetracks is yeah. the odd closing, reopening. Yeah. And the, the, the family that owns <laughs> the Devil's Bowl and Mesquite purchased that one and reopened it. So... Friday night, I don't have anything else going on, and I decide kind of spur of the moment. We had talked about it, but I wasn't sure if I was going anyway. And then, sure. like, spur of the moment, I was like, all right, I'm just going to drive out there. And it's in it's in Crandall, but it's, like, headed towards Kaufman, I think. And I'm like, I know how to head to that area, but I can't remember exactly where you exit, all that kind of stuff. You know where the Twin Peaks is, though. True. So what do we do in this day and age? You just look up the address and punch it in your phone and it's going to lead yeah, you to the promised land. Yeah, you're not going to get a map go out. A map? <laughs> not looking at a map. So I head out there and like I know 97% of how to get there. It's just a matter of where to exit and weave your way, you know, through a couple streets and get there. And what I thought I remembered was it was pretty much right off 175. Like you exit, you yeah. kind of go down this little sure. beaten down road, you take a quick right and it's there. But GPS had me exit a little earlier. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to trust this thing. And yeah. it kind of weaves me through this one little stretch and it gets me on this other farm to market road. And my other thought was, um, you know, maybe in the five years, maybe they've changed the exits, did a little construction or whatever. And that exit is not right there the way it was before. And I've got to go around, come in from another side, if Wait, you will. Say that a different way. Um, so I'm following the directions behind or just another side. So I'm following the directions, turning left, turning whatever. And you know, on your map, it'll also show like how far away you are. So I turn on this one road. I'm like, Oh, this must be it because it's telling me that I'm whatever. It's a very short distance away. So I'm expecting <laughs> to turn left and like see a racetrack. And so I turn and I turn on the most beaten pothole filled road I've ever been on in my life. And I'm going down this road, and all of a sudden I hear the phone say, you have arrived. Uh-oh. And I'm surrounded by just open fields. Uh-oh. And like four double-wide trailers. And then you turn around, and you look at your rearview mirror, and there's like six <laughs> bombers doing hot laps, and you're, you're on the track. <laughs> no. They've directed you on the track. So I make my way down this road, and then I need to turn around. All four people that live on this road are outside, or the families, you know, whatever, are on their porch in front of their Well, yeah, because it's hot. You can't, you can't be inside with no AC. And they see me drive down the road, and I feel like they know exactly every vehicle that drives down there. Because so as I go and turn around, I go and I find a driveway. So you're clearly a repo man or a bounty hunter at this point. Yeah. And, they, well... And generally speaking, they probably don't like the color of my truck. I think that's safe to say in the Crandall Kaufman area. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, 
So I find a driveway where nobody's out front because I also don't want to pull into a driveway and have a gun pointed. Oh yeah, at if me you pull in, if you pull in a driveway, you're going to be in somebody's crosshairs for sure. So I turn around and come back the other way, and I'm I'm driving back the the way I came, and I kind of peek over to the right. I drive past this one house, and this lady is on her porch. I don't mean just like looking at me, like glaring at me, like because I I must be the big government come to take all of her guns and yeah meth. It's, yeah, probably Obama sent you. <laughs> And I couldn't, and I couldn't speed out of there because the, you blow a tire <laughs> because the potholes you had to rappel down them. <laughs> so finally, I get out of there. I go back the way I came. I get back on 175, and what do I do? I go with my instinct, what I should have done to begin with. You just played from the gut. You just go. You go down the road. It's gonna be right off the highway. They had some signage. I'm, I swear, the signage for their speedway is off the highways as big as this table. Like in the distance, it's just just right there. Yeah, it's on like the side of like a trailer, but it's not even a trailer you could fit big enough to fit a race car in that they've just parked down off the highway. I could see a car on it, and so I was like, "Well, maybe that's it." So I exit, and then we made it. We made it back here. Don't trust your GPS. So how was the racing that night? It was good. Everybody, Everybody leave in the same vehicle they came to the track in. I th- yes, I think so. Okay, so that was the other night. Then. That was the next night, the ah, Devil's okay. Bowl. And All one right. thing I also found is, you know, the people watching aspect can be different place to place, uh-huh. but the racing aspect of it, yeah. it's definitely better at a bigger track like the Devil's Bowl sure. than it is right. at just a quarter mile like they have in Crandall. Um, so the Devil's Bowl, I go the next night. Much classier. I know exactly how to get there. Yeah, you didn't no have to use GPS. GPS there a few times. Yeah, paved parking, total on the up and up. We get to like the last race, and it was the last, it was the feature race for the sprint cars. One of, I don't want to say one of the more brutal crashes I've ever seen. Well, because that would be doing a disservice to Dale Sr. Yeah, but it was scary. Like I, for a for a brief instant, I thought I was going to see someone possibly maimed or meet their demise. Okay. So the sprint cars come around. They're running about 20, 24 sprint cars in the feature race. They come around to start. Mm-hmm. One lap in, they're coming down the straightaway. One of them gets a little sideways, hits another one. So one guy starts just like violently flipping. He Ooh, flips like yeah. three times that's down the like, straightaway. That's how people get hurt, man. You, you, uh, you suffer the old closed head injury. Yeah, so there's that. The other cars get past him. Nobody runs into him like while he's flipping or anything like that. He flips, and he flips where he's he's not back on all four, but he's kind of on two wheels. Right. But clearly during the course of flipping, either his foot is mashed on the throttle or the throttle is stuck. Oh, no. Because this car flips, and it's going, and then it turns straight right, and it's headed straight for the wall, like head on to the wall. But fortunately, it was on two wheels, so by the time it started headed to the wall, it kind of kept going that way, and it just went on its side and kind of slid in to the wall that way. Yeah. The dude had to have been scared to death because he was okay. I'm not sure, and the vehicle wasn't on fire. Okay. He got out of that thing. That which quicker. means that it was stuck then. It must have been. There's nothing... Um there's nothing creepier in in like local racing when there's a wreck and the driver's incapacitated and the, the throttle stuck or their foot's still on the gas and the 
they're wrecked and the car's upside down and it's just right. Burr. Oh yeah, and you know, I mean, everything just spinning. And, and it, it's still going. I mean, that is that is just like the most sickening That's feeling because then good. you know that the drivers are incapacitated because yeah. they, they would have cut it off otherwise. So this guy got out, but I'm I'm telling you, all the race officials, you know, the Devil's Bowl, they had all most of the cars are parked in the infield yeah. as opposed to other tracks. Everybody after this happened was running toward the track to make sure wow. if somebody you know needed help or whatever. The guy gets out, he's fine. That's scary. Well, he's fine. He gets out like he's fine, and then they kind of like <laughs> lay him down. They ended up putting him in the am- in an ambulance. I'm assuming he probably hit his head. Yeah, either that or either that or he gave himself a heart attack. Maybe so. The other part of it, same accident. Someone in the crowd who was sitting close to the track got hit in the head by a big mud clod. By mud, yeah, oh. that had gotten kicked up by one but of the cars. But that's like really like a hit with a brick, probably, right? If if it's big enough, yeah. Um, and was like laid out. Uh oh. Also taken out away in an ambulance. Was okay. I don't know if same the, ambulance. I don't know. I didn't pay it. <laughs> they lay him, lay him on the same bed <laughs> <laughs> on top of each other. Yeah. And I think we had two. I think we ended up with two separate ones there. The guy didn't give the thumbs up, but I think he was okay. But I mean, he was laid out on the ground. That's scary. Like he man. got hit, and then you could tell like somebody gets hit, and then somebody's helping them, and they're kind of they're kind of woozy. And, and he didn't like, fall. Yeah. He didn't fall out. Like, but they, no, 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 stay down. They like laid him down. Um, oh, another thing that happened Saturday night, uh, which was great, was there was a wreck, and there was a driver who was trying to go after another driver, and they had a race official trying to separate them. And then the driver started getting a little too physical with the race official. Oh, so that, the race official basically basically got in a, in a scuffle with the guy. Oh, because like, he wasn't going to take that. And pretty much knocked him to the ground. Wow. Another crash. This guy gets out of his car, and he's all you know mouthing off or whatever. Takes his helmet off. He's yelling. The guy who's doing the PA is just say, says something about he needs to calm down and whatever. He turns around and gives him the burger. <laughs> and the PA guy's like... Hey, don't flip me off. You're the one that's all mad and needs to calm down. Wow. Which I don't know if I've ever seen that before, the interaction between driver and PA guy. Wow, that's so, great. So speaking of dirt track, there's going to be a trip that uh, some of us are taking out to Grayson County Speedway this oh, Saturday yeah? night. Who's some of us? Uh, I will be there. Okay. Um, and you know how to get there. I know. Well, I got to relearn. We could have another GPS. Incident. I think when you get there, you'll feel it. Uh, the great uh, Tom Ginsburg is going to be out there. Okay. Uh, I believe Gustav is going to make it. All right. Most or all of the Can You Hear Me boys are going to try to make it. Wow. So this is a pretty big get together. Uh, Point Break Dave is is what we like to call TBD. TBD. But I know he's going. He's going to attempt to make it. Wow. Tommy doesn't go anywhere in public. Well, unless it's I, a golf course, I'd, I'd love to go, but um, I'll be vi- visiting a family member in the hospital Saturday night. But yeah. thanks for bringing that up. Are you using all your cap cap space on Friday and pretty much can't yeah. pay the luxury tax on Saturday? Well, it's my family member actually, but uh, again, thank you for your concern. <laughs> does he make a lot of picks? Yeah, he does. Oh man! And when I say hospital, I don't want to hear that. It's more like hospice, but that you know, sucks. Uh, yeah, indeed, indeed. But uh, well, yeah. that's unfortunate. Gonna give him the old uh, courtesy, bring the kids visit. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, you got to. So switching gears back to the dirt track, back to the track. Yes. If any listeners want to meet us out there, 
You'll be wearing the uh, 69 <laughs> Junior Miller t-shirt. I'll be wearing the 51% SOB, 49% MFR t-shirt. Oh, well, that's great. But no, come on out, and if you want to make so, the trip, let me know. That so you're... Grayson County Speedway, at what time? Uh, it's Racing starts at 8. All right. From the you Dallas can bring your own beer there, right? I, you, I think you can bring pretty much anything that's not in a bottle. Okay. You bring stuff in bags? You could probably get it in there. Okay. There are ways those people hide that stuff. So, We've documented some of those ways on this show, as a matter of fact. It's fun racing. It's good people watching. You might see a fight. Great. You might see some lady bring her like two-day-old child and sit in the front row. Might, might see a wedding. Yeah, we've seen weddings at yeah. dirt tracks before. Yeah, uh, we've had people claim they're going to climb a fence. I, I've I've seen it all. I love going to the dirt track. I wish I could go. I hope Dave could go. Saw a guy almost die of hypothermia. There's that was a Dave. Of, actually, that was Dave. So we've had a lot of memories out there. So if you, if you hear this and are like, "Wow, that sounds like something I'd be interested in," just message me on Twitter, and uh, we'll try to arrange some kind of meetup. We'll determine whether. You can make direct eye contact, or if you're the ticket egg and you have to sit on the opposite side of the grandstand, we'll make those determinations yeah. then. But whether <laughs> whether you get to use the trough or not. I, hey, I used a trough at both places, and only for number one. Only for number one. Only for well, what then, God... Then you, in, then you were doing it wrong. Only for what God intended the trough to be, for the old number one. Yeah. So that's happening... Saturday, what is Saturday? What day is Saturday? The 22nd? Uh, yes, that would be correct. So Saturday, this episode July will come 22nd. out on the 21st. Saturday the 22nd, we'll be out in Grayson County. So a little podcast J.O. at the dirt track. We'll have plenty of material. I bet we will. Well, I'm sad to miss it. Yeah. We will definitely cover that in next week's episode. Along with Along Vegas with point, stuff. Point Break Dave. But yeah, let me tell you before we get out of here. We're right. running a lo- little light on time, but... That we're good. Uh, got a few minutes, but this is this is a so I'm still Facebook friends with a lot of racing people from back in the day, and, and believe it or not, a lot of them are still active in the sport. So this past, or it was the Saturday, I believe that we were in Vegas. Did it rain that Saturday? Well, anyways, the the they uh, I think there was maybe a threat of rain. So you know they've closed the track in Kennedale down completely. True, and. There's still the big, the what we call the big track, the Texas Motorplex in Ennis. Or is it pronounced Ennis? I'm not sure. That's where all the terrorists get their motorcycle fuel. The official drag strip of Timothy McVeigh? That's true. I just didn't I thought that. you were going to have something else there. No. It's true. Um, no. They, uh, I mean, and you probably know this too, but they've kind of always had the reputation among the grassroots racers being like, oh, that's the corporate track. That's the whatever, because that's where they have the nationals, you know? All the sellouts. Right. I mean, it'd be like, there. it'd be like, it's like, it's probably be like akin to the Texas Motor Speedway dirt track, you know? Like, you know, they don't run there a lot for, for the dirt. <laughs> you know, it's owned by a big company. You know, it's just this whole thing. Well, since the track in Kennedale closed, they, <laughs> they've been trying to have, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> a few more grassroots races out there. So they, um, I think they've been doing it twice a month now. Okay. So they, um, I guess that that Saturday they were worried about about it raining. So they they kind of did the sorry bit of they let everybody kind of show up, and then they realized once the people started showing up that there weren't really a lot of people there to race, and then they were like, 
yeah, we're going to go ahead and cancel the race because of the rain, but it never actually rained. Okay. So you kind of you gotta get the, the thing here. So It's kind of like yeah, World Series Game 6. Well, it's kind of one of those things like where <laughs> they're going to lose money because they have to pay the purse. You know, it's just like if, say, they need, you know, whatever, 80 cars out there to make the purse, and they know there's only 40 there, and there's a threat of rain, <laughs> they kind of cook up a reason for canceling the race. Okay. So, yeah. one of the guys that was there is a guy I'm friends with on Facebook. He makes a Facebook post, and it's like, and he tags him in it, of course. It basically just says, like, yeah, they're so afraid to lose money that they just, you know, crap out on the small guy. They make us drive, you know, an hour and a half to get out there. Spend our hard-earned money, waste our whole Saturday, and then cancel the race. And they then didn't he's, make you do anything. Well, then, and then he says, so I'm going to start racing in Wichita Falls, and I hope everybody else that races there will go with me. <laughs> this is a very veiled threat. So this guy uh, goes to his mailbox yesterday, and he has a letter in his mailbox from the Texas Motorplex. And it says, due to recent comments that you made on social media, oh, wow. you have been banned from the Texas Motorplex for life. Wow. What a power move. <laughs> so he uh, posts the copy of the letter on Facebook, and the general manager of the Texas Motorplex is more than happy to engage in a little comment battle with him, nice. which basically uh, devolves into a measuring contest of like, oh. hey, private property, I can do whatever I want. I can be, and he's like, and hey, maybe you're not the only person that got that letter this week. You know, Maybe I went through all the Facebook maybe posts we'll- that tagged us in there. We'll just ban everybody. <laughs> we'll just ban everybody. Wow. <laughs> so, so that kind of sat for about a day. Uh, and his letter specifically said, like, not only is he banned from just the regular, he's also banned from being a spectator at the Nationals. Like, he's, and it said, like, if you, you if you show up, you will be trespassing on private property and the police will be called. So, like, so he, he's not allowed to turn up there at all. I always wonder how that is enforced. Now, in that situation, this guy's pretty well known around. Like, if he showed up there, he, they would know he was there. Now, yeah. how they enforce it at Cowboy Stadium, that's no more way. my question. Yeah. This, I could see. Yeah, if you get 86 from Cowboy Stadium, you go back the next day, they're never going to know you were there. Yeah. Unless you start causing trouble again. Well, and I then, mean, you know, maybe. You're probably not dumb enough to buy your ticket with your credit card, with your name. Right. You know, because that could get flagged. But, I mean, if, yeah, if somebody else buys a ticket and you just use one of their tickets and walk in, they don't have a retinal scan. Or anything like that. Yeah. But this this comment battle was great because the uh, general manager of the track, like when they're arguing back and forth, and the, the one guy writes like, you know, well, it's real chicken s to ban somebody for what they post on social media. And then the track manager writes back and he's like, well, what would you want me to ban you for? Passing hot checks at the gate? Because I had that as an option too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, okay. Man, <coughs> I think that's checkmate. Yeah, checkmate. But then I saw uh, this morning... Uh, I don't know if this is cooler heads prevailing, but what they said is they said, hey, next Saturday before the race, we're going to have a driver's meeting and everybody's invited to be there and we're going to go over some ground rules. So I don't know if that <laughs> is if that's him backing it up a little bit with everybody's invited to yeah. like where maybe they're going to rescind the letter and give this guy one more chance. But yeah, pretty, pretty funny, uh, pretty funny drama in the uh, in the local racing scene. Wow. But who knows? Maybe after our... Uh, show trip to Grayson County, you guys might be getting those letters too. That would be amazing to get banned from a track. <laughs> for life. For Yeah, for life. I don't... <laughs> for making don't a Facebook see, post that was so controversial. I don't see that happening. <coughs> but, uh... We have a few minutes. 
You ever watch the show Live PD? No. Is it like Cops? But it's live. Oh, okay. No, I've no, I've never seen it. It's very addictive. I don't. I mean, I don't watch it all the time. But the two or three times I have watched it, I've found myself being like, "Oh yeah, I'll just check this out," and then two hours go by. Okay. What channel is it on? I honestly can't remember. LivePD.com. I don't. Live I don't remember. PD. We'll just say channel six. Okay. Um. But they had one recently where they, they were in South Carolina and they were called out to a dirt track. So I immediately oh, really? started rubbing my hands together. See if it was Tim Fleming was that involved <laughs> in this in any way. But it, it was also a fight. It was a fight after a race between two drivers. And what, the guy that was still there was the guy that got beat up, whose face is all bloody. Oh, and no. So he was, he was competing in the race. Yeah. And they got into it. Another guy punched him out. And then... <laughs> My favorite part was they get there and they're talking to people and getting the story. And they're like, yeah, they got into it and blah, blah, blah. And there was words said. And then one guy punched the other. And then after he punched him and somebody was calling the cops, he ran into the <laughs> woods. <laughs> so he ran into the woods. Apparently, they left his trailer and stuff there? Well, I, somehow he got, he got picked up because they ended up tracking him down. He was at a gas station filling up his truck he didn't have his trailer with him so maybe somebody else drove the trailer he just had his truck and he was in there with like with his wife Mm -hmm. and he was filling up his truck with gas and the cops tracked him down he pretty much (laughs) he got he was arrested it was without incident um he just kind of said the cops told him they're like hey you punched a guy we got to take you in you can kind of tell your story after that and you know maybe this ends up in ch- with charges maybe it doesn't but we got to take you in now and he was basically like i'm good i understand you know whatever right you couldn't hear everything but boy his wife was letting them have it uh-oh giving them the, the live story PD. about how he had been wronged and maybe the guy's face just got in the way of his <laughs> flying fist or or what have you so live pd if you ever got like an hour to kill and there's nothing on I think if ever I got an hour to kill it, I'm not at the golf course. I'll let you know. At night, say it's at night. It's not night golf okay, night. No night golf. It's not fluorescent golf night. So that's what I'll leave everybody with: is watch Live PD. It's pretty watch cool. Watch Live PD. It's pretty cool. Grego loves it too. He tweets about it all the time. <laughs>